Welcome to the Lighthouse Community Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope today's teaching will encourage you in your faith and help you develop an increasing desire to walk with God. Let's listen in. Do you believe that you're loved? Like, like you, just, just you, right? Like you, by yourself, take away your, your sparkling personality, right? Uh, take away your, your charming reputation. Take away your ability to buy things and to give them away to other people. Take away your work ethic. Take away your ability to care for one another and people in your life. Take away your good intentions. Take away what you're known for. Take away what you can offer. Like all that's left at the end of this thing is it's just you. Nothing else. Just you. Do you believe that you are loved? Just you. If you ask a young child why they love their mom, they'll say something like, well, she makes me food, uh, right? Or um, she wakes me up before school. Um, she's nice and gives me hugs and kisses. If you, if you ask a, a husband why he loves his wife, if you ask uh, you know, maybe, maybe you know, why do you like Lighthouse? Well, they have donuts, uh, you know. Um, somewhere in there, when you ask the question, why do you love this person? Somewhere in there, as you begin to peel away, it comes down to what they do for me or how they make me feel or, right, like there, there's, that's where it's at. And my question is, is it possible to love someone else, not for what they offer, not for what they do, not for their potential, but to simply just love someone as they are? Is that even possible? And so our theme for a line has been Galatians chapter 6 verse 12, which says that the cross of Christ alone can save. I love that phrase. The cross of Christ alone, nothing else, that's it, can save. And so we've had three really strong TED Talks so far, covering a, covering a wide range, everything from how the cross transforms our life to how do, how do we boast in the cross. Uh, you know, Matt uh, teaches us really clearly about why Jesus had to die. And so the way I'd like to close out a line this year is to talk about how the biblical concept of Sabbath actually helps us to understand what the cross is about, and to see that with greater clarity. So I'd like to take a moment and pray together if we can. Holy Spirit, I, I recognize that like the message overwhelmingly from the church for about the last seven decades has been, God loves you, Jesus loves you, 
Right? You are loved. And, and I'm not saying that's wrong. What I'm saying is there's almost this like inoculation to that truth, Lord. It's like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Yes, Jesus loves me. Um, you know, the Bible tells me. And, and all of those things. And, and yet, while, while we might know it intellectually, Lord, I just wonder, do we know it like in our heart of hearts? Do we know that in the core of our spirit? And, and I'm just thinking about my own journey, Lord. I can only imagine in, in a room this size and people joining us in other locations that, that there's people who are wrestling with that. They go, yeah, I know that's true, but I don't know that for myself. I've never really experienced it. And I'm just wondering, Holy Spirit, if you, you one of your roles, the scripture said, is you lead us into truth. And I'm wondering if you would lead us into truth of what your love really looks like. And you would nail that down, like in, in our, the very fibers of our being, that, that we are loved. And that when we're loved and the Holy Spirit's residing within us, we actually have the capacity to love in that same way too. And so use the reading of your word, use the teaching of scripture to help people take steps of faith, including myself. Lord, I, I, I want to know this more. Give us the strength to know just how high and how deep and how wide and how long the love of Christ is for us. Amen. So, so what is Sabbath? This, this might be a word that gets thrown around in the church, and so maybe you've heard this before, but let me walk through just very quickly what Sabbath is. Um, Sabbath is the biblical concept of weekly rest. Okay? That's, that's what it is is we rest weekly. Uh, traditionally, Sabbath begins on Friday at sunset, and then it continues all the way until Saturday at sunset. And so it's this 24-hour continuous period of rest. And what we're resting from, uh, well, before that, this word Sabbath literally means to stop. Sabbath means to cease. Sabbath means to keep from, right? And so what Sabbath is, it is a stopping of working. It's ceasing from working. Whatever you get paid to do to work, you cease from that. Whatever your unpaid work is, you cease from that. You stop that, right? You keep from working. And, and it's like, okay, um, that doesn't seem like a horrible idea. Where did it come from? Where does this idea of Sabbath originate from? Well, it actually begins with God. If you go all the way back to Genesis chapter 1, you see that God creates all of the universe, right? Stars and, and, and light and dark and sun and moon and, and water and land and all this amazing things. He gets to the apex of creation, which is humankind created in his own image. And then you get to Genesis chapter 2, starting in verse 1, and it says this, so the creation of the heavens and the earth and everything in them was completed, and on the seventh, so think about that, God created everything in this, in this six-day window, you know, that, and then it says on the seventh day, God finished his work of creation, so he rested. 
from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. And so God literally created the Sabbath. God is the first one to celebrate the Sabbath, the ceasing from work that he had done. When you fast forward and you get to the book of Exodus, you now catch up with this group of people called the Hebrews, and they're living under slavery to another nation called Egypt. And so God does this amazing, miraculous freedom from Egypt for the Hebrews, leads them out of slavery, sets them free, right? It's absolutely remarkable. And he sets up this new community, this new way of living. And what he does is he gives these 10 commandments, right? That's what we know them, this law. This is what this community is going to look like. These are kind of the rules for living and all of those kinds of things. And in that, there's like these 10 guidelines. And the fourth one, I want you to think about this one. The fourth one is keep the Sabbath. Rest from your work. Like, it's, it's listed before not killing people, right? Like, and not, like, don't lie, it comes later. It's like, you know, no other gods, no idols, don't use my name in vain, rest, right? Like, that's, that's the order. And then later you get to all the other stuff, be like, oh, man, that's really bad stuff. Uh, and, and, but, right, you got all of these things. And it's like, six days are for work, but the seventh is a Sabbath. The seventh is a ceasing from working. God was so serious about this, if you go a little bit further into Exodus, that later it was declared that if anyone was found desecrating the Sabbath, if anyone was found working on the Sabbath, they were actually cut off from the community, and, and the punishment was death. I think about that. You didn't take a day off from work, and now you have to die. <laughs> like that's, that's how it was laid out. That's how serious God was about this rest. In Deuteronomy chapter 5, which is the fifth book of the Old Testament, God told Israel that Sabbath was this reminder for them. It was a reminder that God alone is Savior. And it was a reminder of their freedom from slavery. You used to work for Egypt seven days a week. All, you never had a break. You never had rest. This is a reminder that you've been set free from that, right? This regular rest. And Isaiah 58 describes the Sabbath as a day to delight, to delight in the Lord and to enjoy it, right? And so the Sabbath was meant to be a day that was blessed. The Sabbath was meant to be remembered and to be kept holy. The Sabbath was a day that belongs to the Lord. The Sabbath was a day requiring all people to cease from their work and to rest and to enjoy God. And at its essence, the Sabbath is a weekly reminder that I do nothing productive. I want you to hear this. The Sabbath is a weekly reminder that I do nothing productive. And yet... I am utterly loved. You need to hear that again. The Sabbath is a weekly reminder that I do nothing productive, and yet I am utterly loved. Some of you guys are going, Fritz, I thought this was about the cross. Like, I don't know where you're... How does the Sabbath... Help us understand Jesus' work on the cross in a boatload of ways, right? I'm just going to go through a couple very quickly. First, just like creation, 
God was the one who did all the work. Right? Jesus enters into our world. He lives the righteous life that we should have, but we couldn't. Jesus is the one who stood in our place, taking on all of the wrath of God for all sin, for all people, for all time. And he did that by himself. God did all the work. And I want you to notice a couple basic facts about Jesus' death on the cross. Jesus, well, let me ask real quick. What day of the week was Jesus crucified on? Does anybody know? Yeah, Friday. Good Friday, by the way. That's why they call it that. Um, It's Friday. He was crucified on Friday before Sabbath began. He was crucified and killed. He died about 3 p.m. in the afternoon before Sabbath officially began. John chapter 19, verse 30 quotes Jesus' last words before he died as, It is finished. What's finished? The work. The work of paying the debt. It's finished. Jesus was placed in a tomb and was ceased on the Sabbath, right? Silent. Nothing. He's dead. He's gone. No no words, no encouragement, no anything. It's all over. But then you get to Sunday morning, the day after Sabbath had ended, and Jesus does his most victorious work. Right, which is rising from the dead, right? Resurrecting, showing he's victorious over sin and death, right? He waited until after Sabbath was over to do that. Romans 6.22 says that we have been set free from slavery to sin through faith in Jesus' work. That Jesus' work on the cross is a moment that's holy and blessed. That Jesus' work on the cross is a moment that should be remembered. That Jesus' work on the cross is a moment that belongs to the Lord because he's the one who did it. That Jesus' work on the cross is a moment that requires all people to stop trying to earn their forgiveness and their righteousness on their own. And in fact, if you try to earn your salvation, if you try to earn forgiveness, if you try to earn righteousness, you'll be cut off from the community. And you'll die trying to work your way in. Right? Do you see? The cross of Christ is our reminder that I do nothing productive and I am completely sinful and yet I am utterly loved. The cross of Christ is a reminder that I am not productive. I add nothing at all and I am totally and completely sinful and yet I'm utterly loved. Do you see? Do you see how Sabbath actually helps us to understand the cross of Christ a little bit more clearly? And so here's the invitation. The invitation is to Sabbath from your efforts to earn salvation. To Sabbath from your work of trying to earn righteousness from God. Stop working, trying to show God that you're worth it. Instead, delight 
in Christ's work on the cross for you. Enjoy Christ's victory out of the grave. Just enjoy it. Thank him for it. Celebrate him for it. He did all the work so that you could enjoy all the blessing. He did all the work so that you could enjoy all the righteousness in a healthy relationship with God. And what I love about this idea of Sabbath is is it not only helps us understand the cross, there's also an eternal Sabbath waiting for those who have said yes to Jesus and rely on him for everything. Right, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9 says this, So there's a special rest still waiting for the people of God. For all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labors just as God did after creating the world. So let us do our best to enter that rest. Right? And here's what I want to tell you. Maybe you're here this morning and and you're like, man, I'm not living in that rest. I'm working really hard. I'm trying really hard. I showed up to church today to prove to God. You don't have to do that. You know what the work of God is? To believe. To believe in the one whom he has sent. To rely on him for absolutely everything all of the time. That's what it is to follow Jesus Christ. And to rest from striving. And you've got to know that you are wholly loved, not because of your personality, not because of my personality, right? You, you are overwhelmingly loved, not because of what you bring to the table, not because of what you have to offer. You want to know why you're loved? Because God loves you. That's why you're loved. And just you. Just you. Nothing else. That's it. And the cross of Christ alone can save. If you'd like to learn more about Lighthouse Community, check out our website at mylighthousecommunity.com or connect with us on Facebook. You're invited to join us live Sunday mornings at 909 or 1111. Thanks again for listening to the Lighthouse Community Podcast.